time for the Crash Report. Available on all podcast platforms. The Crash Report starts now. Yo, what's happening? This is episode number seven of the Crash Report. I am Logan Crash, whatever the hell you want to call me. Of course, here with Trent, the coral creature. Trent, what's going on? Uh, not much, man. How's it going? Uh, you can uh, check out our YouTube channel, the Crash Report, for highlights from the show. No more full episodes, as I said last week. Uh, Trent, I guess I do have some news for you. What's that? I got an email today that now we're finally on Pandora. Oh, hooray. I think we're finally everywhere now. Yes. I, I, I am pretty sure that we are, yeah, everywhere. I mean, I don't know of a single place that we're not. So you can listen to the show anywhere now. Spotify, Apple, Pandora, iHeart, everywhere. Uh, lots to get to today. Uh, Sarah Bailey, the stripper comic, is on the show today. Also, Daisy Dead of the Dead Deads, uh, which I'm a huge fan of. I uh, got turned on to them, I don't know, maybe some point over the pandemic. Uh, Trent, are you familiar with the Dead Deads? Uh, not really at all, man. And every time you say that name, it just makes me laugh. It's just like, I, it's, it's such a weird band name to me. The Dead Deads? I was reading that I think they were trying to go with like uh, the Dead something. And I, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't have the article in front of me, but I think that was like they couldn't think of anything better, so they were like, <laughs> "Fuck it, let's just go with the Dead Deads." Uh, if it works, it works. It really is a, a a really cool band though, and they've they've done a lot. I mean, uh, you'll hear in the interview, but the uh, first ever tour they did was with Hailstorm. Wow, that's impressive. First ever tour, and it happened from a chance encounter with Lizzie Hale at an airport. Holy shit. Yeah. So they ended up doing that. They did uh, Seether dates, uh, Bush, Stone Sour. They did the Kiss Cruise, Shiprocked, oh. Motorhead Cruise. How have I never heard of this band? I know. They've, they've, uh, they're a cool band. Uh, huh. Kind of like a classic vibe, but also kind of a bit of a modern vibe. Uh, great band. So, yes, uh, Daisy Dad, who plays bass for the Dead Deads, is here this week. Uh, so make sure you stick around for that and obviously... You do not want to miss my chat with the stripper comic. Oh, no, that's that That sounds like gold. <laughs> she is funny. I mean, uh, she started uh, just recently trying to build like a TikTok following. And I think she said she started just a couple months ago. And she's got uh, like just under like 10,000 followers or something. And Nice. Uh, she's pretty funny. There's yeah. a video of her. Uh, what is it? How strippers change a light bulb. <laughs> and uh, it's like the most pointless video ever, but she's just climbing up the pole and changes the light bulb. And I don't know why, but it's 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 pretty funny. It sounds it sounds pretty funny. It's like you know, it's just a change out the ladder for a stripper pole and just climb right up that thing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's been a very busy week since uh, we were on last. It seems like it. Yeah. I mean, oh my god, there's been so many crazy things that have happened since the last show. Yeah. Probably nothing more crazy than uh, the Browns having their first playoff win since, uh, what was it, 1994 or something? 
Since, uh, yeah, 95, Bill Belichick was the coach at the time. Yeah, and they beat the Patriots, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, that was insane. Did you watch the game? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't have TV. Um, I only have, like, streaming uh, services, so I did not watch the game. But uh, I kept I kept following. I was following the score online. Oh, okay. And uh, I, I got to say, I was shocked because – it's the Browns, and they always find a way to fuck things up and, and totally shit the bed. And uh, they, it was a great game. Oh, absolutely, man! And it's like I think we were all worried still, even with like we had a huge lead. We had the biggest lead ever after a first quarter with like twenty eight points. I, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, what was it? Was it twenty eight nothing at the end of the first quarter? Yeah, yeah, that's insane. I think that's the most points scored ever in one period. And how many interceptions were there last night? Uh, I think Ben threw four turnover, threw four interceptions, and there was like five turnovers the Browns had. That's so insane. So parts part of it's just Pittsburgh beating themselves because they looked like ass. <laughs> but <laughs> who who are the Browns playing next? Uh, to be the champs, we got to beat the champs. We're facing Kansas City, the past Super Bowl champions. What uh, What do you uh, make of that? What What do you, What's your outcome in your mind? Uh, it would be amazing if the Browns could shock the world even more, but I, I, my hopes are low. It's just like, it probably won't happen considering Kansas city is one of the best teams in the league by far. Well, you know me, I'm not, um, I'm not really a big sports guy, Mm -hmm. but, uh, the chiefs, uh, they're pretty good this year, right? They did pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. They were solid all around. They were, like I said, they were super bowl last year. They were the winners. So they came in this year and still looked hot and, Pat Mahomes don't look like he's slowing down anytime soon, the quarterback, so. That guy's turning into, like, a major celebrity. I see him. I see his face all the time. Oh, yeah. At the, he's he's looking to possibly be, like, the face of the NFL, like kind of how Tom Brady is, so. There was uh, – I don't know if it'll happen. There was some discussion about somebody from the Chiefs coming onto this show. There was? Yes. Oh. I, I don't want to say the name, but somebody who is on the Chiefs, and I guess they also rap. Um, yeah, was, <laughs> I was a little surprised when it got brought up to me. So I, I don't know if it'll happen. If it does happen, it certainly won't be anytime soon. But uh, I guess that could be a thing. Well, I'm looking forward to you telling me after the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we need to implement. Uh, when we used to do the show years ago, and we had to say something off the mic, like we didn't want to say it during the show, we used to take a moan break because <laughs> I, I had known this uh, porn star. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was... Uh, she, there, there was this video that she had, and she had this really obnoxious moan. <laughs> and so I just recorded it, and we would just, oh, oh, oh let me tell you off the mic. We'll, we'll be right back. We'll take a quick moan break. <laughs> and then I'd kill the mic and, and uh, play this <laughs> little moan. You just hear, oh, effect. yeah? Aw. <laughs> <laughs> it was even worse than that, Trent. Oh, man. Way worse than that. <laughs> um, God, let's see what else, what else happened last week or this past week. Of course, the uh, the riots down at the Capitol building. Oh gosh! You know, yeah. I don't want to get political here, but uh, you know, I, I don't. Uh, I guess I don't even understand the fucking point. I mean, I don't know what they really thought they were going to achieve. I mean, it's like they got in there and it was like, oh shit, what do we do now? Well, it's like once you enter a building, it's just like, well, what are we gonna do? We're we just gonna sit here in the building. Are we gonna like try to fuck shit up? I don't know. I did. <laughs> I did see a meme that uh, said. Uh, it was like a, a meme, and it said uh, her, and then she was like, my panties are, are really hard to get into or whatever. And then it said her panties and showed a picture of the Capitol building. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was so funny. That is great. 
Uh, but yeah, no, I don't know. A lot of these, you know, people storming the Capitol, uh, look, no matter what side you're on, I mean, it was fucking stupid, but these guys uh, were probably the same ones that were talking shit about everybody doing the rioting and looting of, you know, target or whatever store, whatever stores it was over the summer. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there's no, there was no point. I don't condone either of them. But uh, you can't talk shit about those guys and then do the same thing, arguably worse, when you're invading the fucking capital. Yeah, yeah you, I mean, you make a good point, man. <laughs> so uh, Just fucking morons. And now Trump is banned from, I think, pretty much every social media platform out there? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Almost all of them. I, yeah, I, I mean, know Facebook and Twitter, right? Those are the two? Facebook, Twitter, um, and then, you know, that, uh, the, what is that app? Uh, Parler. I've never heard of that. You never heard of Parlor? No. Uh, I I think it's started out as more of just like an alternative to Facebook, hmm. but then it kind of became like a, an alt right thing. Okay. Because um, they, I don't think they censor anybody on there, so hmm. you could go on there and spew whatever the fuck bullshit you wanted to go out and spew. <laughs> Full freedom of speech over there. Yeah, exactly. Because trapped one over there. Oh, go figure. <laughs> yeah, they got they got banned from Twitter and uh, maybe Facebook too or whatever, and they went over to. I thought it was I thought it was just Facebook. I didn't know they got banned from Twitter. Who trapped? Yeah, I think they did. I I could be wrong. I I don't uh, I don't follow trapped religiously. I mean, neither do I. But we always have the metal news popping up in our news feeds or whatever it may be. <laughs> it's been uh, every news site, whether it's uh, political news, entertainment news, music news. They're, they're all so fucking crazy lately. Oh, yeah. It seems like 2021 came around and nothing's slowed down. It's gotten crazier almost. <laughs> but this this Parlor app, uh, which, like I said, if you're unfamiliar, such as Trent, uh, which amazes me. Trent, I, I don't know if Trent does anything other than play games because I'll bring something up. Nope. Never heard of it. Nope. Oh, Trent, did you watch uh, XYZ? No, man. I didn't watch it. <laughs> I mean, man, I, I, I got my gaming. I'm on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, what else do I have? Any other social medias? Not really. Do you follow any like news sites nah. on Facebook or what do you? Uh, on Facebook, sure. Like I follow. Follows IGN. That's his news source. <laughs> Gaming news only. Oh God, is IGN really still like super relevant? Uh, you know, honestly, when it does come, when it comes to gaming stuff, I prefer IGN. I'll go to them for like reviews sometimes still because I know that's they'll post that always. But for anything else, I, I always have like just actual YouTubers. For it. It's like I don't go to a big company like IGN, you know? See, I guess I'm more, um, I tend to lean more towards like articles instead of like YouTube videos. Oh, see, I just saw YouTube is like most of my news for when it comes to gaming and stuff like that. Facebook is just like all for like music news for me. Uh, well, this Parler app, they removed it from uh, the, the, what is it? The Google Play Store or whatever mm -hmm. and the App Store um, on uh, Apple. Hmm. Totally removed it. And then um, Amazon removed it. I guess they were like hosting the website and uh, they removed it too. Holy shit. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's been a wild, wild week. And uh, it's probably going to be another wild week because I'm pretty sure. Yeah. This is, uh, this will be Trump's last week, full week as the president. Yeah, but I did see something that now they're trying to impeach him like right now. But I haven't. I, what's I don't understand the point of it if the dude's about to get out of the office anyways. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was talking to somebody and and they said that you know yes he is about to be out of office, but it's he could cause a lot of damage 
between now and then. I, I, I have a feeling he's just going to be quiet until this is over. I don't think he's going to do anything, but whatever. Well, he has to be quiet because he can't be on Facebook or Twitter. <laughs> I mean, so. yeah, you know what I mean, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, uh, was it today, the day we're recording this, Monday the 11th, I think Melania put out a statement about the riots that happened on Wednesday. She waited till Monday to mm. say anything about it. Just kind of let things calm down, or is that what, is that what her thing was? Who knows? Who knows? I, I honestly, I... You know, I, I just try to stay out of it because uh, it, it's just always one thing after another and mm-hmm. too much for me. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Trump might have been better if he got banned from Twitter and Facebook a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of surprised. That it, I am surprised that it took this long for him to get banned. Yeah, honestly. Who, that's what because, that look, no matter uh, what side of the fence you're on, I don't care if, if, I don't care if you are pro-Trump, if you're anti-Trump. I don't give a shit one way or the other. Yeah, same. But you have to admit that that guy is like a loose cannon. And, uh, I mean, he sometimes just, uh, most of the time, comes off like a ginormous uh, moron. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I think it's hard to argue that no matter who you are. <laughs> no, I mean, I know plenty of people that love Trump, and they still think he's a dumbass. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just the shit that he says. I, I, I never would, in a million years would have ever thought that we would have a president that just goes on the internet and uh, just says whatever the fuck he's feeling at any time. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, that's freedom for you. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, God, it was. There's so much to talk about that happened this past week. The uh, and we'll we'll just do this real quickly. The uh, radio show here in Ohio that I like to listen to. Their old one of their old employees committed suicide over the weekend. Is that what happened to him? Because I saw he I saw he passed away, but I wasn't sure what it was from. Yeah, Nads from that show. Uh, I guess he committed suicide yesterday on Sunday. Man, that's so sad to hear. And his uh, his mother called in today, mm-hmm. and I also found out that Nads was her second kid that's committed suicide. Holy shit! I don't some some of the fans of that show are are so diehard they could tell you each cast member's entire life story. So I don't. I'm sure that that's been out there for a while, but yeah, I mean, having two kids that have both committed suicide. And then when she was on the air this morning, she said that she tried to commit suicide herself a year and a half ago. Wow. So I guess mental, uh, mental illness must run, uh, in that family. Yeah, man, that, that family must have some really fucked up demons. Well, when he was on that show, I guess he was, uh, I know he was like on pills and shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess then he moved up to heroin. Oh man! See now that you know, it's like it just it's it's going downhill if they keep moving up. And, you know, the pills and the heroin just like shh. well, that's, uh, that's a bad thing to go on. And it was like a a month or two ago. Uh, I don't know. Maybe within the last three months or so, he um, allegedly tried to jump off a building to commit suicide. Whoa! So he did. He did. Well, there's speculation of whether he jumped off or fell off. But um, I think he ended up, like, shattering both of his legs. Wow. So he ended up in a wheelchair. And, um, yeah, he was, he's was he been in a wheelchair ever since. And, he uh, yeah, he I guess he told his mom on Saturday night, uh, you know, hey, if I don't make it, I love you so much. Mm-hmm. And um, she was saying that she told him, you know, oh, we'll, we'll get through this or whatever. And then she went to bed and woke up and, that was the last time she ever saw him. 
Man, I, I knew like I knew this was gonna be weird because what, as soon as you told me like what we were talking about today, when you said suicide, I'm like, man, the show is going a little dark here for a second. We're getting yeah, real. <laughs> no, it's just uh, it was it's a bummer. I mean that uh, I do like that guy. I like that show, and that was uh, that was a bummer. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, I think there's so there's so many of us that I mean, I know I'm not the biggest Rovers Morning Glory fan, but mm, yes, go ahead and say the name, Trent. Yes, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, we do have a little bit of good news though. Uh, Anthony, Dr. Anthony Fauci said that, uh, he feels concerts could be back this fall with, which we kind of already knew, but he came out and said it with little to no restrictions Mm -hmm. except for the masks, which he said could be, which he said could be here for the foreseeable future. What the fuck does that even mean? Foreseeable future? (laughs) Well, I don't know because I, I, I don't know. Again, not to get political, but I, I don't ever see a day where they're like, you know, where, you know, I don't know. Let's just say, for example, Biden will come out on TV with a mask on and he's going to walk up to the podium and tear it off and be like, no more masks. I don't ever see that happening. I mean, if, if the shot's out there, I don't see how you could say, oh, you all have to wear masks anymore. Well, I think it's going to be something that they have to that will they will slowly phase out over time but who knows we could end up like china or or some other country um there there's plenty of countries out there where they wear masks like on the regular prior to the pandemic i saw a video of um megadeth maybe mm-hmm. this is before the pandemic and they were playing a show maybe somewhere in the middle east and uh, i think a lot of those fans had masks on but is that that's their choice, right? It's not like regulated out yeah, there. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think you go over there, and some people are wearing masks, some aren't. Yeah, and, and let's and let's be honest, America's special as fuck. We we probably it's not going to go well if we have to keep wearing masks. Everybody's going to be like, "No, fuck this." <laughs> no, because you're going to have all those guys that stormed into the Capitol <laughs> throw a huge fit. Exactly. But speaking of the Capitol too, I, I meant to mention the uh, the band uh, Iced Earth. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with them? Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, John Schaefer, the guitar player and the the band leader, I guess, uh, he's on the fucking FBI's most wanted list. I saw that. That's insane. <laughs> I can't believe that. When I saw that he went into it, I'm like, man, like I, I, I don't know how, a, like, if I don't care if you're just a band or what it is, but as a public like figure in any form, just like, man, how do you go and put yourself out there like that? <laughs> well, especially when, I mean, uh, uh, yes, Iced Earth is not. The biggest band no. by any means. And they're, <laughs> I do like the band, but I mean, they're really just a fucking Iron Maiden clone. <laughs> but uh, I mean, even there, um, I, uh, I had a, I have a cousin who uh, was like diehard Ice Earth fan, and he's the one that got me into them. And he would show me their album covers, and I'm like, God damn, like these look just like Maiden. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I mean, the guy has fans, he's uh, somewhat easily recognizable. You know, so it's not going to be hard for, it's not going to be hard to find him. No. You know, and all you got to do is go find a, a, a recent interview he's done, and he says where he lives. You know, the town that he lives in, and it's a, <laughs> and it's a small town. Oh, man. So he's, he lives somewhere in Indiana. Oh. <laughs> so it's like, dude, like, what are you even thinking? I'm a little surprised Ted Nugent wasn't there, though. <laughs> with how we, outspoken t- that guy is. <laughs> yeah, Ted Nugent, Kid Rock. <laughs> we, can, we can make a list here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, God, yeah, I just, I'm very curious to see what happens with that. Did you see that meme of like, I, I don't know if it's even a meme or what, but like there's a picture of a guy that stormed the Capitol building and he had his like work tag 
on him. No, I didn't see this. Yeah, like his name, his face, his workplace, everything is just like right there on his chest. Oh my god, what a dumbass! <laughs> like, come on, guys, what think a, a little bit. Idiot. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of music, uh, I guess probably the other notable thing that happened was uh, Tommy Vexed, mm-hmm. uh, ousted from Bad Wolves. Yep. And we talked a few weeks ago about uh, he was uh, in trouble for a domestic thing assaulting mm-hmm. his his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend or whatever uh but now he's out of the band yeah is is do you know if it's because of that i didn't look into it fully well i don't know because i mean it's it's got to be for one of two reasons either a his conservative viewpoints because mm-hmm. he's very outspoken about his his uh political stance okay or b the domestic situation that we talked about a few weeks ago mm-hmm. but i don't know the domestic thing doesn't make as much sense to me because uh i mean god what we, we talked about that three or four weeks ago right and they were still posting stuff with him in it you know with tommy in it like pictures and whatnot mm-hmm. and he was let go from the band right after all this uh capital stuff that happened last week yeah so i'm definitely leaning more towards the conservative viewpoints that he has Mm -hmm. but i mean this guy has drama that follows him to every band he goes what was that band he was in uh westfield massacre or something okay and uh i think he got ousted from that band i think he was in snot at one point i don't really know the deal there i don't really follow tommy vexed but I was um, at a Breaking Benjamin Five Finger Death Punch show with Bad Wolves. Yeah, we were. I think we were both there. Oh, were we? Yep. The one with nothing more into. Uh huh. And we had. Uh, it was me and and uh, Dick Dick, um, who, if you're listening, you hear about frequently. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, we were standing side stage for. We went up. I think we we went backstage right when Five Finger Death Punch started playing. And I was standing like right next to Tommy and I just gave him a little nod, uh, you know, just like a type thing. Yeah. And, uh, the fucking guy didn't do anything. He didn't, he didn't say, Hey, he didn't nod back. He didn't wave his hand, nothing. And we were standing closer to each other than you and I are right now. Damn. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, we're, I mean, we were like right next to each other. He just didn't do anything. Oh, yeah, you guys are literally standing next to each other on the side stage, I guess. Oh, what a douchebag. Wow. He doesn't. He didn't come off as a, such a douchebag to me, but I guess hearing that, it's just like, wow. Well, <laughs> uh, maybe he's uh, like my old neighbor and anti, uh, <laughs> anti-crippled guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but he, uh, he did put a statement out. Oh, okay. Um, where he said, guys, please listen. You can support me without bashing my former bandmates in Bad Wolves. I understand emotions are high and there's a lot of speculation, but just chill. I will make a statement when legal documents are finalized. I have no animosity toward the boys. The media once again ran with rumors and forced my ex-bandmates to make an ill-timed response. I am grateful for your support and reassurance, and it's actually moved me to tears. But we don't need to spread negativity to the other guys. Uh, We have very different political and spiritual beliefs, but they are good human beings and the way I see it is we will have a healthy competition to create awesome music. Don't uh, Please don't bully my homies. Hmm. 
Um, I love how I love how he says uh, they're good guys and and don't bash them, but yet he is throwing shade in that whole state. You think so? I thought it was uh, I thought it was a little bit more respectable than what it could have been. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. The media once again ran with rumors and forced my ex-bandmates to make an ill-timed response. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, it just seems like, uh, I mean, I'm sure he's he's got to have resentment. I mean, I guess it's cool that he made the statement, but. Yeah, I mean, it's good for him to come out and say, hey, like, don't go bash these guys. Like, it's it's whatever, you know. It's just so many egos, and, and there seems to be so many egos in that band. I guess, but it always seems to me like Tommy was like the real face of the band per se. Like I know he's the lead singer and all that, but he was like really the face of the band. Wasn't he uh, dating Diamante or something for a while? Maybe they were just banging. I don't know. Were they? Yeah, you know who Diamante is. Yeah. Like, what's that song that she's on? She's on a Bad Wolf song. I thought they were just touring together and they were cool with each other. I don't know if they dated or not. I thought they were. I don't know. Huh. Um, all right, well, let's, uh, let's take a uh, real quick break. Uh, we'll get to the interview with Daisy Dead from the Dead Deads, and uh, make sure you stick around for uh, my discussion with uh, the stripper comic, Sarah Bailey. Uh, we'll get to all that and more when we get back. But, uh, yeah, right now, Daisy Dead, uh, Dead Deads, and we will be right back on the Crash Report. Hang on. <laughs> Be sure to like and subscribe to the show to keep these guys from having to get real jobs. Back now to the motherfucking Crash Report. All right, we are back here on the Crash Report with uh, Daisy Dead of the Dead Deads. Uh, Daisy, what's going on? Not much. I kind of have my eyes glued on the news, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, man, it's one thing after another, nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> What, uh, yeah, trying to take breaks, but yeah, just kind of keeping an eye. <laughs> what have you been doing uh, the past 10 months, like almost a year, I guess, since the pandemic started? Gosh, um, a lot of stuff and then a lot of nothing, mostly staying home. Um, but uh, we've, we've actually, I've actually done some things like we flew to Las Vegas not too long ago um, to, to do kind of like a live stream show um but been doing a lot of reading and um did a lot of like deep cleaning of the house <laughs> things like that i would imagine uh, i mean obviously the pandemic was a bummer for everyone but you guys were about to go on tour with the darkness um yeah. i think it was like a month after uh, everything went down i mean that had to be a huge fucking bummer it was it, that's the right word for it it was a bummer i mean it like we understood and we, you know, kind of saw it coming by the time they actually announced that it was canceled. But yeah, we were really looking forward to it. It was a great tour. Those guys were awesome. We were on the kiss cruise with them and um, that's kind of how that came together. Um, so, you know, they're fun to hang out with and just the, the tour itself, it was like all around the U S and, uh, and up through Canada, like some revisits of some venues that we loved um, and then hitting some, some places that, we're on our, you know, dream list or whatever. So it, it kind of sucked, but. Well, hopefully when life goes back to normal and they'll uh, inevitably reschedule the tour, hopefully you guys are on the reschedule. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so going back to the, uh, you brought up the live stream you guys did. That was the, the first ever time you guys had done a live stream, right? Christmas Eve. It was. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was. Well, we every year we do um, like kind of a holiday around the holidays. We do a big show that we call abduction and, and kind of go all out with some extra production kind of stuff and really encourage people to dress up and kind of make a bigger deal out of it. We get a lot of travelers in um, into Nashville, but this time, you know, we couldn't do that. So we we went to Vegas instead and, and did a big light show. <laughs> Is it, uh, I, I would imagine it, it with a band like the Dead Deads, it, it's got to be a little, uh, I don't know if difficult's the right word, but I, I feel like a band like you guys feeds so much off of the crowd and the energy of an overall live experience. So is it, is it almost awkward in a way doing a live stream when, when you're not really playing it? I mean, it's almost just like a glorified rehearsal at that point, I would imagine. Yes, it, it, it was. It was, it was kind of hard. Like, and while, there's there's plenty of moments like especially I guess between a bass player and a drummer <clears throat> where we're like paying more attention to each other than anything else um but yeah then it's like especially at the end of the song I guess it's it's kind of like comedy as we saw um you know at the beginning of quarantine when like these late night hosts would like tell a joke and then it's like there's no laugh like dead silence afterwards yeah <laughs> they just, it just hung there yeah so it kind of feels like that after like between songs like crickets <laughs> yeah uh, is there uh, any plans uh for another live stream we don't have plans um for for one um we're we'd be willing to do one probably and if we can put something else together but we don't have plans for one though probably just uh like everyone else hoping touring will come back sooner rather than later right? yes yeah us too uh so take me back to the beginning of the band uh if i if i recall accurately it was your singer that was doing like a solo acoustic show and she realized she was on a bill with uh, punk bands and she was like, shit, I got to get something together. I, this, this doesn't work. So she called you uh, to help yeah. put something together. Is that right? That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and um, cause like I, I played piano and, and actually trumpet in school. Um, but I, I really put it down for the most part. Um, but she would, you know, bass, as I've, I've said before, it's, it can be as easy as, as it needs to be. And so she was like, I bet you could at least do some punk rock songs, you know? Um, and so I came into the rehearsal space and was like, dun, 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 dun. yeah, I can do this. <laughs> Were you freaking out at that first show? Like, fuck, I've never done this before. Like I'm a little nervous. I was pretty nervous. Um, but I guess I was, I was ready for it. And, and the crowd was, was great. So yeah. Well, and you're kind of like a, a, enough, I felt good. you're kind of like a jack of all trades in music. I mean, you said you play piano and trumpet. You played trumpet in another uh, in another band, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, Afro Coco Roots is what it's called. It's an Afrobeat band, and it's it's um like a jazz kind of thing. And I'm like the weakest link. <laughs> They're all way better than me. <laughs> from from what I saw, I, I mean, I didn't look up the band too much, but it seems like there's uh, quite a few people. Uh, in that project it's not like a normal you know four or five piece band or whatever no there's like 10 of us oh there's my like, god yeah there's like drum percussion there's three horns um or sometimes four um you've got guitar bass the singer a keyboard player and maybe i feel like i'm probably forgetting so <laughs> but i know roughly it's 10 <laughs> is it nashville based or do you guys like take it yeah. on the road or do you just kind of hang around it's so far it's nashville based like want to take it on the road if we can but like want, like we kind of got to that point where it was like maybe we could start doing out of out of town shows and then covid yeah so yeah covid definitely put a damper on everything for everyone yeah yeah so the band's first tour uh, ever was hailstorm i believe 
Uh, That's right. And that came uh, by like from like a, a chance encounter with with Lizzie Hale at an airport, right? <laughs> yeah, um, our lead singer Tish, uh, she she and Lizzie like ended up sitting next to each other, um, and I think it was that like Tish was sitting there at like writing out clearly writing out lyrics like in a in a notebook or something and and then they ended up striking up a conversation (laughs) that's that's insane i mean uh, most bands uh, only dream of doing something like that at any point in their lives not their their first tour ever that something like that happens to to very few bands yeah it was kind of ridiculous (laughs) well and you guys have i mean you guys have followed that up so strong Uh, i mean going out with seether and bush and i think there was like some stone sour dates and the kiss cruise yeah uh shiprocked and i mean so many things i mean that's is it uh it's got to be crazy going from you know playing in, in you know local spots in nashville to all of a sudden you're on these massive tours just almost out of the blue it it was i mean i guess because we we got our sea legs so early um that you know we kind of figured out what what tour life is like um and what you need you know you got to get your merch and then and then there's like the social media aspect you got to promote the shows and like so we kind of got our our stuff down and i guess to some extent it like showed that we were ready and so then when when other tour opportunities came up it was like yeah they can do this I hear a lot of stories about like smaller bands that will, they, you know, finally get onto like a, a, a bigger tour and they get there and they don't know, you know, they don't understand like the, uh, how you're supposed to act around the headliner and just, you know, certain ways you're supposed to be. Was that, uh, is it, is it difficult? Is, is it as difficult as, as people would think? Is there a lot of, of rules and is it something that's difficult to get used to or, I think that depends on who it is. Um, we've thus far, you know, had pretty friendly. Well, what it's been is, is we've had a relationship with the artist before, and that's how we got the tour, um, or that at least gave us the, like a, a leg up anyway. And so we already, I don't know that we've, trying to think if, if they're, well, I guess Bush, we didn't know them directly we hadn't met them or played like on a boat with them before um but uh Paige hamilton who had produced our record um for your obliteration he had produced gavin rossdale's um solo record and so he at least put in a good word um and then but those bands like you know they they always make a point to like go out and introduce themselves and they you know they come out and watch you know the first show or two um so, yeah, there haven't been a lot of like, don't make eye contact. We haven't really gotten any shows like that. You haven't had to deal with too many like rock star egos, so to speak. Yeah, no, no kind of egos. They're, they've all been very friendly, not too friendly. <laughs> they've been friendly and respectful. Um, but yeah. You know, there's a lot of, uh, and especially more and more as, as time goes on and, and uh, just the world kind of changes. There's a lot of people that are, you know, kind of want to get rid of the whole like, oh, so and so is a is a female fronted band, and you know, oh, they have a they have a chick in the band, and, and this and that, and uh, yeah. I'm I'm sure you you would agree with that, but do you still find it uh, difficult that, you know, even though people say that that you shouldn't even uh, it shouldn't even matter that there's a woman in the band, do you find it that it's harder to you have to work harder, you have to to prove yourselves even more because there are some people out there that, that maybe don't take it quite uh, as seriously as if the band was all men. No, I, I actually haven't had that experience. Um, 
I, I, there might, I think there is maybe there's a thing about with radio, um, that, that they, and I, there was, it was kind of blew up a lot on the countryside, but where there's like either an unwritten or possibly written rule that like, you only have like one, um, rotating single of female at a time. So you only get one chick at a time and then it's the rest dudes. Um, but aside from that, uh, as far as the, like getting tours and, and even just, you know, finding crew and, and everything else, we really haven't run into that. If anything, I think it's a point of distinction to some extent. Well, it's, so uh, it's like a different thing. Whereas like, um, I, I kind of felt this way, like on kiss cruise and kind of joking, kind of not, but it's like, there's all these boy bands and I can't keep them, keep them straight. And it's <laughs> like their names, like they're all just like these generic boy bands and all the boys, they all look the same. Um, so I think, yeah, we at least helps us stand out, I think. You know, I was uh, <laughs> a, a, a early on, a few weeks ago on the show, we had uh, Sticks and Inya from Steel Panther on. And mm. he was saying that uh, there's a lot of, uh, like, newer bands that if he, you know, saw a lineup of new bands, like, he couldn't pick out a single member. He couldn't, he couldn't uh, you know, specify, you know, this band is, is, you know, it's these guys and this one is that band. And it's, yeah, it's very... they, they, do, they do tend to run together. <laughs> Well, it's, you know, interesting because uh, I used to be a, a country DJ on a country station. Okay. Um, and, you know, going back to the whole radio thing, that was, uh, you know, country, especially now because it's uh, almost pop. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I was at a restaurant last night and they had like a music choice channel on and it was pop and country. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see that. Cha- I don't listen to that channel, but I, I listen to music choice. <laughs> oh, the the pop country stuff is is god awful i i think but you know there's a lot of um it's there's a, a lot of women that are, are prominent in that world and i almost feel like uh you know with with rock it's it's almost like uh you know you have your hailstorm and you know in this moment and you know the mm-hmm. pretty reckless and yep. like that's it and then it's you know all the other you know name that band and they're you know yep. that's with dudes and, and it's in there so it's almost like rock still has to kind of get over that hump uh, a, a little bit because there, there seem to be uh, not that rock isn't accepting but it seems to be like the least uh you know it's still a little behind yeah it's we it's i again i guess it's just it's also just in my experience i people people love hailstorm and in this moment they do reckless. absolutely I don't, I don't really know why you know why they keep them like why why you don't hear more of them together um at the same time like why it's so dude focused it's because it's not like people hate hate the female fronted. No, not at all. Not at all. It's, and they love it. So give them more. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree because, uh, I mean, at some point, um, there's only so many uh, voices that a dude can have. So at some point, the bands kind of start to to blend together. And you're like, I mean, there's so many exactly. people. It's it's like, uh, oh, is this Nickelback? Oh, wait, is it Theory of a Dead Man? I'm not sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, give it some texture variation. <laughs> I was uh, I was reading somewhere that uh, you know you guys had all had, had all quit your day jobs, but then at one point you went back to you would like uh, do like temping stuff in between uh, tour cycles. Yeah. Um, is that have you been doing a lot of that during the uh, the, the downtime? Yeah, I actually um, took on a, a full well, not full, mostly full time job like day job kind of thing um, with a company called Bitch and Sauce, um, and they make a, a vegan almond plant based dip. Um, and they're, they're actually friends of mine that started the company and they're 
kicking ass and um it's it's a really fun doing just kind of like logistics and working in spreadsheets with them <laughs> but I, I can do that from home um and kind of remote so oh, so you probably it do it on out. the when Torin comes back you probably do it on the road too then yeah yeah it's got to be weird though like going you know being on the road all the time and you know you're you're doing the whole touring life and then you come home and it's like shit now i gotta i, I gotta you know do something to, to pass the time i mean even the even you know in, in this pandemic I, I feel like uh if i was in a band that was uh, even very successful uh where i didn't need money or anything i would get so fucking bored it's like what am i yeah. supposed to do all day there's only uh so much you can you can possibly do you know, there's only so much netflix to watch before you're like God, exactly. i gotta find something productive to do yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely feel like it, it's helped me keep sane as well <laughs> and uses a different part of my brain and all that. Yeah. I mean, I had to, uh, I had to find a bunch of hobbies because, uh, I mean, you know, I have a two year old and, and, uh, I got to spend well, a lot more enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's very time consuming and, and stressful, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, I mean, I wasn't working, but maybe you gotta find something to, to do to, to pass the time. Cause I was going crazy just sitting around, you know? Yeah. Um, but you know, it does feel like there's a, a light at the end of the tunnel here. What, what is uh, next for the dead deads when, when life, uh, presumably someday will return back to normal. Looking for, looking for a tour. Um, and, and that way we can kind of peg a release date for the, for the record, um, that we recorded a year ago. <laughs> um, and we've, we've since been putting out singles, um, and, um, we've got a single out right now called Hey Girlfriend, um with a actually featuring a friend of ours, Julia. Um, and so that's blowing up Spotify or <laughs> we're, we're shooting for a million spins on that right now. And looking and figuring out what kind of our next singles are. We don't want to do them all before the record comes out, but we definitely want to kind of keep, keep new stuff coming out. Um, Cause it's fun. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I was just having a discussion yesterday actually with, with your manager and uh, we were talking about, you know, releases and stuff. And, and uh, I really think it's such a great idea to uh, hold off on dropping a record uh, in the middle of all this. Because I, I've seen bands that have like, man, we got to get this out. We got to get this album out. And um, it's like, well, you can't tour on it. You can't really do anything yeah. to, to support it. And they're like, oh, yeah, but dude, we, we got to get it out. We got to get it out. And yeah. to me, that is, uh, that's just not uh, a great idea. I mean, like, if you're... You know, if you're able to, you know, sell out stadiums or whatever, it, it doesn't really matter. But, you know, if right. you're if you're a, a developmental act or you're you're on the come up and, and you know, you still got to work at things. Uh, to mm -hmm. me, it makes absolutely zero sense to release an album uh, in the middle of all this when you can't do anything to, to really get it out there. Yeah, I definitely understand that. Like, we want to. I mean, we, we want to get it out there because we we think our fans are going to really like it. We're really very excited and proud of, of what we've done. And so we want to be like, hey. um, uh, but we can wait. It'll it'll hold. I got to say, I didn't know. Uh, I've, I've seen the band name for for quite some time now. And I, I finally uh, like checked you guys out at some point in the middle of the pandemic. And I was just like, oh my God, why, why did I wait so long? It's, it's, uh, I seriously have become a big fan of you guys. It's, uh, oh, thanks. the, the songs are, are cool. You know, some of the lyrics are kind of like tongue in cheek a little bit, you know, like murder ballad is, is such a cool song. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's almost, you guys almost have like, um, kind of like an old school vibe, but then kind of like a little bit of a, of a more modern vibe. And, and it's, uh, it's definitely something that's uh, interesting and, and uh, a little more unique than, than, you know, a lot of the other things that are out there right now. 
Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, we all love all kinds of music. And so when we're writing um, and we kind of do it mostly organically, so the music part anyway, um, yeah, we just play, we just, you know, want to have fun and just whatever sounds cool to us. <laughs> uh, well, Daisy, I uh, appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much uh, for doing this. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Uh, we will be right back on the Crash Report. Hang on. Like and subscribe to the show so we can spam your notifications with new episodes, clips, and some BS you don't care about. We're back to the Crash Report. We are back here on The Crash Report. You can head over to our YouTube channel, The Crash Report. Probably should type in The Crash Report Podcast to check out clips from the show and uh, full uh, interviews. And uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, now uh, you can listen to us literally everywhere. We just got added to Pandora today. So Apple, Spotify, Pandora, iHeart, anywhere. Uh, Coming up in a little bit... We will get to uh, the interview with the stripper comic from Florida, Sarah Bailey. It's a good chat. She's a very uh, funny girl. Uh, before we move on, though, Trent, I meant to ask you. Uh, we were talking about, before the break, we were talking about Tommy Vexed and Bad Wolves. Right. And how he's out of the band. Do you think uh, that a band at their level can carry on with a new vocalist without too much lashback. I think so. I mean, do you think when you say their level, how, how high do you put them on the totem pole? Not very. Yeah. See, I don't, I, I think they could do fine because you know, you look at bands like ACDC with Bon Scott to Brian Johnson, Van Halen, Sammy or David Lee Roth to Sammy Hagar. Mm-hmm. And it worked out, arguably it worked out to their benefit um, because they became bigger. Yeah. They both put out huge records, especially ACDC. I mean, Back in Black is like the fucking one of the biggest albums of all time. Right. But then you look at a band like Motley Crue and they replaced uh, Vince Neil with John Karabi and put out a really killer record. It's arguably one of their best albums. Uh And it did nothing. I mean, I, I have a family member that saw them on that tour and it was at like a house of blues style play like a theater uh-huh. and it wasn't even full yeah that's so weird man i think i think of that <laughs> that was such a weird time for molly crew it was weird but i don't know i mean do you think that they're uh, i mean do you think they're gonna have to start over in a way or do you think they'll be able to, to move on and and continue on the up and up uh, I think as long as they find a talented singer and they could keep pulling off these good tours that they have so far, it's like if they could pull off these tours like they were on tours like Five Finger Death Punch and bands like that, they'll be fine. But Well, uh, you know, they're on those Five Finger tours because Zoltan from the band manages them, I think. Yeah, I think we've talked about that before. So I, I think they could still find success. And I'm curious how their fan base reacts like Tommy's like political views or whatever. I've seen a lot of people... Uh, I've heard a lot of people say that uh, Howard Jones should replace him. You got to inform me on who Howard Jones is. Oh, my (laughs) God. I think think we should play a game 
in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Where I will say a name and I'll even show you, or no, I won't say a name. I'll show you a picture. Sorry. Uh huh. I'll show you a pic. We'll go through like pop culture icons <laughs> that everyone should know. Okay. And we'll see how, how well Trent can do. See, my problem is I've always been terrible with names, man. It Howard Jones is the, uh, he was in Kill Switch Engage. He replaced Jesse from Kill Switch Engage. Oh, okay. And he's got another band, uh, his, his new band, Light the Torch. Okay. See, the problem is with me, it's like, unless I like love the band, I don't go and try to remember every name in the band. Just like, yeah, I like them. I don't care that much to go learn their names. That's just me. Uh, so uh, earlier we were talking about the Browns game last night, Sunday night. But uh, also last night, there was a uh, the Bears and Saints game. Mm-hmm. It was not only on uh, CBS, I believe, but it was also uh, the first ever NFL game on Nickelodeon. Yeah. I'm curious if you watched it because if, uh, if you're new to the show, uh, we always uh, rag on Trent. for <laughs> He's got a YouTube channel, Coral Gaming, and he plays uh, kids games. And Nicktoons Racing, he goes to from time to time. I got Nicktoons Baseball this week. Yes, Nicktoons Baseball. Boy, <laughs> what uh, what fun. Um, so did you did you watch this? Because I would imagine this this would appeal to your inner child. <laughs> I definitely I definitely was curious enough to at least watch like a good five to ten minutes of it on Nickelodeon. I guess uh, I didn't watch it. I, I didn't even know this was a thing until today. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess they also kind of like explained the rules and the concept of the game for kids to understand better, I think. Yeah, anytime that there's a penalty, they would have this little kid pop up on the screen and explain the rule. <laughs> wow, this sounds like right up your alley, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, right up your alley. Um, especially with that fan art you got over the w- last week. That was oh. another big thing that happened. Trent got his first piece of fan art. Yeah, man. Not from this show, from his YouTube channel. Yeah, that was so cool to see, man. So it was, uh, it was very funny to me how you... Uh, acted like the kids in the game were real. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what you got to do, man. I was like, man, this guy is, uh, is uh, starting to go away from reality. He's got like one foot in, in delusion land. <laughs> Me and the kids that I coach in backyard baseball, I was like, good Lord almighty. I mean, you got to make it a reality uh, somewhat, you know? <laughs> I, I, I guess. I mean, that you got to admit, that was really cool to see. I like the... You saw the picture. That's so cool, especially like this fan is also aut- autistic. So that's even yes, that's I, even more amazing. It's like, wow, like look at that. Like I can't like that's just so heartwarming. How how <laughs> old was this kid? Uh I never got an age. I didn't ask. But I like I, they sent to me through Instagram and their page says autistic artist. So that's how I knew they were autistic at least. I see. Yeah. Well, I guess this uh game last night, I know there's a lot of slime too. Yeah, that's their so big like thing. Every time, uh, every time somebody scored a touchdown, there was like slime. Yeah, there were slime cannons. Didn't uh, didn't one of the coaches get get doused with slime at the end or something? Did they? I didn't see. I the thought end. so. I don't know. Uh, but I guess uh, it was also the uh, first ever, not only the first ever NFL game, but the uh, first ever f bomb. <laughs> On Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think I think that's correct. I can't think of another time where there's an F bomb dropped on Nickelodeon. Uh let's see. What is, what is this guy's name? Uh was it Corderell? Is that what it is? Corderell Cor- Patterson? Corderell Patterson, Cordell Patterson, whoever the fuck you want. Who to knows? Call him. Who knows? Yeah, I guess so. Well, let's play this clip here. Let's see. All right, here we go. He got a on his own. 
What the All fuck? Right. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess he was saying what the fuck in response to a penalty or what? Yeah, yeah. To the that was a that was a reaction to the ref for calling a penalty. Just a what the fuck? Did you see this? Uh, like live last night, or did you just see the video? No, I just saw the video in the news after the game. <laughs> That's too funny. Oh man, that is that that is just hysterical. I bet you there's a big fine for that. I don't know. Like, how do you how do you find someone that you know? Like, I don't see like how you could go at like, hey man, like you knew this was on Nickelodeon. Why are you dropping f bombs? Like, well, like, well, why do you have the mic that far up that they could hear me? <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know. Either he'll get fined or somebody's going to have to pay, I'm sure. And, I mean, unless no parent complained, but I guarantee you. At least it was, like, very subtle. It's not like a big – like, it's not like the announcer that said it, you know. (laughs) Well, speaking of kid stuff, when I was a little kid, I used to watch this show, Caillou. Mm -hmm. Do you ever see that show? Yeah, I've seen it. I never, like, watched it fully as a kid, but I think everybody knows the character Caillou. I feel like, uh, and I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm not a Caillou expert here, Caillou connoisseur. <laughs> but I feel like, like that show, like came out as I was getting too old for that kind of stuff. Maybe when did it come out? Like 2000, 2002? I, I would yeah. imagine. Yeah, I'm. I'm surprised you still don't watch it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I never realized how bitchy that kid was until uh, some news site had like a video compilation of how much he bitches oh really how he was like a bad influence on kids and my god normally i'm like yeah whatever it's the fucking media trying to blow things out of proportion but god that kid was a little bitch man i don't know if i'm thinking of the wrong thing but i swear on like a show like robot chicken made fun of that like like they made fun of Caillou and he's like, wow, you're such a dick. <laughs> well, the kid is a little fucking asshole. I mean, uh, yeah, he was throwing a fit. But, yeah, I guess they canceled it, uh, which is great because that'll be one less thing I have to watch with, with uh, my kid. <laughs> True. But uh, now there's this uh, new show that came out in Denmark. Uh, it's called, is it uh, John Diller? I think it's Dillermond. Dillerman. No, I think it's John Dillermond. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, you've seen this. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised you knew about it before I did. The character uh, has like a magical dong <laughs> that uh, like extends. Um, it's it's really fucking weird. Yeah. And what's what's real strange is that the show is aimed at four to eight year olds. Uh huh. And uh, I guess he he uses his dong to like rescue people. He can uh, like paint murals with it. Uh, hoist a flag, steal. I guess there's one part where he steals ice cream from kids. I saw a clip where <laughs> he fucking uses his dong to pull an oven out of the lake or whatever. Damn, that is a strong dick. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. There's a lot of people uh that are against this. Mm-hmm. There was a, a Danish author that said, "Is this really the message we want to send to children while we are in the middle of a huge Me Too wave?" Because I guess there was. Uh, Another woman over there who was, uh, she's a broadcaster at DR, which I think is like their version of the BBC. Okay. And I guess one of the network executives demanded that she blow him <laughs> and threatened to ruin her career wow. if she didn't suck his dick. Huh. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, what do you think of that? I mean, do you think a show like that where the character has a magical cock is <laughs> inappropriate for kids? <laughs> Man, I don't know what to think of that. I mean, it's just so obscure. It's like, is it obscure just because we're in the U.S., or do you think that's obscure anywhere? Because this is a Denmark show, right? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, it seems like about every mainstream media site has picked this show up to, to talk about it. So it seems like it's getting out there. I'm sure there's probably at this point quite a few American kids that have watched it. I, how 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 is it like viewed? Like, is it on a TV? Which TV network is it on? Do you know? Um, I think it's on the that DR thing, their version of BBC. I could be wrong, oh, but okay. it's it's on some some channel in Denmark. Uh huh. So, but I think you can also watch it on their website. I was gonna try to watch an episode. I mean, so how many kids are have watched it over here? Really? <laughs> well, I don't know, but I mean, it doesn't matter. Kids are kids, whether they're in America <laughs> or Denmark or anywhere. Uh huh. Do you think it sets a bad example? Uh, man, it's so tough. Like, I think like, cause it is yeah. funny. Let me, let me preface this with, I think it's funny. I think it's hysterical, but I'm also, I mean, I'm 25 years old with a, you know, 12 year old sense of humor. Right. I mean, genitals are funny. <laughs> Gen- jokes about genitals are funny. Oh yeah, absolutely. Dick jokes, you know, poop jokes, fart jokes. I love them all. I feel like I can respect the fact that the Denmark or whatever, who created this, like, isn't hiding the fact it's like, yeah, we're all humans. We all have these body parts. Yes, but nobody has but, a magical dong. For the kid's imagination, it's like it could go anywhere, you know? Well. And that's the, the beauty of a cartoon. You can do whatever the fuck you want. The thing that's weird to me is, is uh, and I do want to watch the show because it does look awful funny, even though it, it's meant for four to eight-year-olds. Right. But, it looks like a show that we could just laugh at just because you're so ridiculous. <laughs> you know, my kid, uh, and I've mentioned this before, but he watches Blippi. Uh-huh. And uh, he is so influenced by Blippy. There was this one point, uh, I don't know, maybe a few months ago, where um, my kid would get very upset with me. Huh. And he would say, I'm so mad, I just want to cry. <laughs> and I'm like, where the hell did this come from? As I'd never heard anyone say that before. <laughs> and I'd be like, dude, are you all right? I just want to cry. I'm like, like, why are you so sensitive, buddy? Why are you saying that? (laughs) And then I, uh, shortly after he started doing that, I uh, saw this Blippi video because I, you know, Blippi's always on in the background, Uh and uh, you know, I'll be doing something else. He's watching Blippi, so I don't catch every little thing in those shows. Mm -hmm. And there's a Blippi video where I, I guess he's showing his, he's like teaching about emotions or whatever. Yeah. And he says that exact thing, you know, I'm so mad. I just want to cry or whatever. (laughs) So my kid took that and, you know, started saying that. And then now we watch this other uh, channel, Mm -hmm. um, these two little like, I don't know, Korean kids or something. Okay. I think they're based in Australia, CKN Toys. Huh. And uh, uh, we're only plugging the names because if you have kids, you're good channels, but yeah. No, there's this one. The there's like um, they're both little kids, but the younger one, he does this thing where he screams like with excitement, but it's so loud and like <laughs> hurts your fucking ears. Oh God! And uh, you know, my kid started doing this, and I'm like, "What? Why did you start doing this?" So now your kid screams. <laughs> yeah, he gets all excited, and it's just so I, I can't even try to do it because my voice can't can't go that high. But <laughs> it gets so high, and I'm just like. What the fuck? So thank, thank you, creators, for fucking having my kids scream now because you're dumbasses. <laughs> well, you know, but yeah, I mean these these uh, these channels do. Uh, I mean, these shows do influence kids. Yeah. So you next, you know, you're gonna have all these kids in Denmark going to school thinking that they have magical fucking dicks. 
I mean, like, like I could see how they could, like, how are they? Could you imagine, listen, just picture this. So you got a little boy and a little girl in Denmark. Uh Uh-huh. And you know kids are always crawling around and they fucking get stuck or something. You know, and imagine some some little girl gets stuck and this kid's like, (laughs) oh, let me use my wee-wee to help you out. I mean, come on. That is, that's, that will happen. I guarantee it. And there's going to be a lot. Uh, there's going to be a lot of problems when that happens. Oh, man. Could, mean, <laughs> could this show, I mean, that could invoke something like that. I mean, yes. I guess it's, I guess with a show like this, it really leaves it up to the parents to really say, like, you know, this is just a cartoon, right? Like, it's just magic. Like, you know, we can actually do this. Like, don't, don't be trying to, you know, <laughs> use your pee-pee for anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, while, while we are on the topic of kids' shows, uh, before we get to the uh, discussion with the stripper comic Sarah Bailey, which we'll get to in, in just a moment, but I was curious on your opinion of these uh, YouTube channels mm-hmm. that are, you know, where the, the the channel is is the kid, you know, like whether it's CKN Toys I was just talking about, uh-huh. or of course everybody's favorite Ryan Ryan's Toys Review, or I think now it's Ryan's World. Are you familiar with that kid? I've heard of it. I've never watched it, but I've heard of it. Do you, uh, this was, this has been crossed my mind lately. Do you think that it's, uh, do you think the parents are like exploiting their children? Uh, I think I have, I have to think all these kind of start out as like, oh, you know, oh, you want to try to start a YouTube channel? Oh, sure. Whatever. We'll buy you a camera and you can make videos. Like they don't think anything of it. Like, yeah, go ahead, go have fun. But then it actually turns to something. It's like, oh shit. Yes, but clearly there's always a, I don't want to say a storyline because they're just playing with toys, but there's always, the videos are well thought out mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like the CK in toys, I, you never see the parents. The only time you see, I'm assuming it's the parents, is they'll be doing like some superhero thing mm-hmm. and they'll, there's an adult dressed in a Spider-Man costume or a Thanos costume or whatever, and I'm, I'm assuming it's the parents. You never see their face. Yeah. But uh, uh, Ryan's world, his fucking parents are in every fucking video. Huh. And I just don't think I could put my kid on YouTube like uh, as like a, in a way to start a business. I, I don't know. I guess I would feel morally incorrect. I mean, I'm kind of trying to think of it like as, you know, a child actor, you know, like a lot like p- parents. Well, that, yeah, that's the other thing, too. I mean, I don't think I could get my kid in, into acting. No, but I think of that as like the 2021 version of child acting so it's like i think it's kind of acceptable like yeah it's it's weird to think of it as like a parent but it's just like i i don't think it's as crazy as you're putting it out to be i had somebody tell me one time that i should get my uh son into modeling and uh <laughs> he is a good looking kid i mean i, I will say that yeah. and i'm not just saying that because i'm his dad i mean he I've had plenty of people tell me that he's a very good looking kid. And it's, they, just, it's just amazing to think that your kid. But that's what, that's what people, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know how he's so cute. Cause I mean, look at me. Yeah. Look at your ugly ass over here. And it's like, what? how does this happen? I know. I know. <laughs> but much better looking than both myself and his mother. Um, <laughs> but now I, I just always felt like that should be um, like a personal choice because you look at mm-hmm. these guys like Macaulay Culkin or something. I mean, that guy is so fucked up. Yeah. And I think he's a little better now, mm-hmm. but he, even now, I mean, he's still just so out there. 
I think I guess the good thing about the YouTube thing is like there's not really like that Hollywood world. It's literally just them at home making these videos. So there's no yeah. Outside I mean, influence. so they're a little more sheltered. They're not around a bunch of fucking you know showbiz creeps, right? But I, I don't know. It still it still feels uh, still feels a little uh, off to me. I don't know. I mean, if it's just like stuff like simple as like toy reviews or whatever, I think it's a, I think it's pretty cool. Yes, but it's turned into so much more than that now. It's these scripted bits, and they got all these <laughs> animations, and they're bringing in other people. And I think he's got to deal with Nickelodeon now. Wow! And you know what I mean. So it's it's turned into so much more than a YouTube channel. I mean, yeah. If, if, if they got to deal with Nickelodeon, like wow, they really just took it to a whole another level with this. Yeah. I mean, this is the new age of celebrities. Yes, it really is. Um, all right, well, let's take uh, one last break. We'll get to the interview with uh, Sarah Bailey, the stripper comic. Uh, very interesting girl she is. Um, so we'll get to that right now, and we will be right back on the Crash Report. Hang on. Like and subscribe to the show so we can spam your notifications with new episodes, clips, and some BS you don't care about. We're back to the Crash Report. All right, we are back here on the Crash Report with the stripper comic herself, Sarah Bailey. Sarah, what's happening? Hey. Uh, how you doing? We're doing good. You know, Sunday I'm off, so that's cool. Oh, you're not uh, dancing tonight. No, is I it, just did this it, for you. Oh, well, thank you so much. Myself uh. and all, everybody watching appreciate appreciate. Oh, you. yeah. My thousands of viewers. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the proper term? Is it stripper or is it dancer? What do you prefer? Um, I'm fine with stripper. I actually don't like the term exotic dancer because it has connotations. What do you mean? Like, what kind of connotations? Uh, okay, like oh god, my friend had like a whole thing about it. So I don't want to misspeak, but I it apparently is a racist term almost because you're like calling them exotic. You oh, know I, mean? I see. I see. Yeah, that's I guess the best way for me to phrase that. So but yeah, I don't. You can call me a stripper or a dancer. <laughs> I guess you do that's go by fine. the stripper comic. So I do go by the with. domain. Like it's fine. I yeah, know. that's your website, right? It's, it's like right. stripper that is comic. my website is strippercomic.com. I own that. Uh, how long have you been doing uh, both stripping and uh, comedy? So comedy I've been doing for three years and uh, I've been stripping for about two. What gave you the idea to, you know, like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and mash these up. Uh, you know, I'm going to uh, incorporate my job as a stripper into my comedy routine. Well, I figure that th that's a very just hot, but not a hot button issue, but it's something that a lot of people are curious about. You know, and not a lot of people have the perspective that I do because I mean, a lot of people have gone to the club as a customer, but they don't really know what it's like for me. So it's kind of cool to be able to give my take on it. And a lot of the jokes I tell are very original to me. I'm I'm sure that a lot of people can't tell a joke about giving a dance and having a guy's toupee fall off in the middle of it. <laughs> Oh, is that is that a is that just like a, a joke that you wrote or is this that is a, like a actually thing? happened oh to my me. god i was working at a club in daytona and this guy because guys who i meet at the club typically will try and lie to make themselves you know seem more than what they are so this guy i guess was lying to me about being the michael myers stunt 
person in the Halloween movies. Okay. Whatever. Right. So he was talking about it and he had this piece. It wasn't even like a really nice toupee. It was like a visor piece and it had little gray hairs and it fell off. And he was like, yeah, so what I bald. Oh, <laughs> so that was, a, I work at a, a couple of clubs, but that was a club I work at in Daytona, which I work a lot of biker events up there. So I work bike week, I work bike Toberfest and I'll work at the NASCAR arena that they have up there washing motorcycles. I do that. Um, as well during those events, which is super fun. But yeah, that was at Grandview Life. <laughs> That's uh, insane. I mean, God, that guy had to be so embarrassed. Probably trying oh to play God. it no, off like a badass. He wasn't but... embarrassed at all. He was like almost proud of it. And I was like, you're, like what, you're, what did you're you do? More confidence than Trump. <laughs> <laughs> what was your reaction like when that happened? I mean, that had to I be I didn't awkward. even know what to say. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I have. I usually keep my weed pen on me because I have medical. So I just kind of, this is because <laughs> you all, you also have to be respectful because they're giving you money. Yeah. So I'm like, I can't laugh at you right now, but I can make fun of you later. So I was like, I'm going to jot this down. You're going to make fun of him on the podcast and on <laughs> yeah, stage doing her comedy podcast bits. a year later. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen oh, the guy God. again? Was he like a regular or was it just I've like I've never a seen this guy. I've never seen him since. And he made it a point to lie to me and tell me how much money he made. And he didn't even tip up. <laughs> <laughs> what, like, what is a, uh, what's a reasonable tip uh, for, for a, a dance? Okay. For an exotic dance. <sighs> I always say like 50%. Like if you're doing three dances, you should be tipping at least like 30, 25. So is it, is it 20 a dance? Is that what you get? It's, yeah, it's like 20, 25 a dance. So if you're doing three dances, um, that could be upwards of $75. So I, I would think that would be, you know, God, that's such a hard question to answer. <laughs> Cause obviously I want to be like, give me all of your money. Of course. <laughs> do you when you're giving a guy a dance do you like use that as promotion for your for your no, comedy absolutely not no no, no. no. horrifying why I, is that which is really funny because i was actually sitting with a customer the other day and um one of the comics from up there walked into the club and recognized me i was like fuck 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 do not say my name do not say my name do not say my name because Isn't i don't want help? guys from the club misconstruing that they think that they can meet me on site. I guess obviously we're splicing a lot of this. Well, I mean, uh, I feel like, like I knew this girl and, uh, cause, uh, used to be a concert promoter. So we'd bring bands into town and I had this girl right. that worked with me and she was, she was a, a stripper on the side. And, uh, we did a show like, I don't know, maybe two hours from the club that she worked. And she's like, oh, th this guy's coming down to, to hang out. Can I, can I put him on the guest list? And I was like, oh, who is he? And, and she's like, oh, he's a guy from the club. And, oh, I, and I was no. like, dude, I mean, like, I guess. But uh, is that like a, oh, no. is that a common thing? Like, do you, do you ever like. I mean, I don't, I don't. That's just me. Like, I would sooner date a comic than I would date a strip club customer. Well, this guy was like, I mean, I don't know. She was probably like 21 at the time. And this guy was oh, like yeah, in his 60s. Oh, yeah, that's different. I mean, I'm, tw I'm 25 now. I can't. Oh, we're the same age. Yeah. Yeah, I can't be doing that. Like, no. It's a little uh, creepy. I mean, there's, there's, uh, I would imagine there's a lot of creeps you have to deal with, though. 
Yeah, I've met some interesting ones. Um, I have, I have a lot of really interesting regulars. I have a regular who's deaf. Really? How does that work? Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. I well, well, Hmm. How does that work? Well, we, um, I don't speak sign language. I learned how to say, hi, my name is, and then I spell my, my dancer name. Um, and, uh, so what we do for songs is obviously it's on the honor system and he just has to trust that we're doing those number of songs, but he's really sweet. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't rip him off. He's very sweet, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's very interesting. You know, I meet a lot of very interesting people. You don't ever, uh, you've never tried to like, uh, oh, it, it's three songs, but then just cut them off after two so you can move on. Not him. No, I mean, he, he tips me well enough to where it's like worth it. It's fine. But there are some people where I'm like, ooh, yeah, I'm going to lie. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I've ripped clubs off. Um, like, when I work events sometimes, and there are so many girls working, I'll just say that I danced less than I did or... Well, it's probably pretty easy to hide cash if there's if there's a, a lot of dancers and, and there's a lot going on, a lot of commotion. It depends. I mean, there are a lot of things that people miss in those big clubs, for sure, for sure. I mean, again, I don't want to give away all of my trade secrets. I can't get fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you uh, how do you take it? You said you, uh, you know, have well, sometimes if you don't like the person or whatever, you know, just kind of bullshit your way through but how do you do that if they're it depends like if they're if they're drunk enough you can get away with it i see just, i see if so that if they're drunk enough but it's it's honestly you can't be like oh we did six songs and then be like we did 12 songs it's, it's got to be like we did eight songs so you're uh, you're relatively new uh it, it appears on social media with the whole the, the, the your tiktok and stuff which is how i i found oh, you yeah i've been doing tiktok for God, two months. I probably started it. I got really bored during coronavirus and I was like, I need to do something. And I have a 10 and a half foot spinning stripper pole in my apartment. So I was like, let's do something with this. Well, yeah, the, the first video I saw of you was the, um, oh my God, it was so funny. I think it was the, how, how strippers change a light bulb. Oh, how strippers change a light bulb. Yeah. My roommate was like, Sarah, we really need to change the studio lights in the apartment <laughs> and i was like okay and we don't have a ladder and our maintenance people are hot garbage because we live in a three-story walk-up so that's fun and i was like okay hold on i'm gonna film a tiktok for this and i oh god i spent like an hour doing my hair for a fucking tiktok video I gotta be honest. I thought you were gonna like fall. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm a professional. I was like, "Fuck!" I thought the pole was gonna like fall over or something. No, it's so I got a lot of comments about that. So it's a stage pole, which that's the one that they're gonna be using for the Olympics. It's an X pole, and it has its own stage. So it's its own standing structure because my apartment has vaulted ceilings. Oh, okay, and I looked forever to find a pole because I like to work on tricks at home. I don't want to work on the really dangerous stuff at the club and bust my ass in front of a thousand people. Not really, but well, I am saying that many people are paying me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I spent a lot of time trying to find this pole and it moves, but it's not going anywhere. 
Yeah, I just, uh, it, I, when you started getting to the top, I was like, oh shit, this thing's going to like tip no, over and I'm going to, no. I'm going to feel like an asshole laughing my ass off, but uh, no, I'm not like that poor girl that fell. My pole is actually about the same height as the one that the girl fell off of. I think hers was like 15 feet, mine's 10 and a half. So, but the club that I work at, the pole is about 40 feet. And what, what did you say the one at your house is? Ten and a half. Oh, that's so, quite a bit of a difference. It's a big difference. Yeah. And then there are clubs down south in Miami that have, you know, Tootsie's has some of the craziest. That's like, if you want to go to a strip club in Miami, it's Tootsie's. It's like, if Costco had a strip club. Because <laughs> that- everything you want is in bulk. They're like, titties, we've got 100 girls. Hispanics, <laughs> we've got 100 girls. Uh, Jewish girls, me, the thousand like whatever <laughs> there's just so many girls like on a given night there are about 500 dancers working not oh during God. covid obviously but it is probably just the craziest club i've ever been to in my life well i was going to ask uh, what is it like doing uh not only stripping but doing comedy too uh you know in this pandemic i've been stripping especially since it's, you're so close wow because i haven't been stripping to a club in, in so long um Stripping is interesting. It's cool because guys at the club don't ask me to smile anymore since I wear a mask. Oh, okay. So are you're, so you're not giving asking, them a dance? They're not like, you'd look a lot prettier if you smile. <laughs> Which I fucking hate. So um, you, you wear a mask while, you, while you're giving them a dance? Depends on the club. Uh, the Daytona club is a lot of um, MAGA people. I see. So they're like, we don't care about masks. Because... They have all driven from everywhere. It's bikers. Just it's bikers. That's all I need to say. It's it's bikers. Um, so they don't really wear masks there. The club I work at in Cocoa Beach, it's optional. I prefer to. And I also try to like face away. Like, like it is COVID safe as you can get at a club. Yeah. And I keep like Lysol in my bag and I like spray everything down. Um, I actually, I have a friend who works at a doctor's office. So I, I get some stuff, which is cool because I've been able to help the girls at my club and stuff, but it's been interesting. Comedy has been easier to navigate, I think, because, you know, they've been able to adapt. I did, uh, you know, Zoom shows. I'm able to do stuff like this. Um, and then Florida's a lawless swamp, as you've seen, because I'm still doing shows, <laughs> Um, but a couple of venues have done COVID safe stuff. I know, uh, a venue that I just did on Friday did a very COVID safe thing. And then I did a show at a venue called just the funny where they had us wear masks on stage. So how does a comedy show on zoom work? Because, uh, I mean, it's gotta be incredibly oh, wow. awkward. Um, a lot of my LA friends have had more experience with it. I did it once and it was really awkward because you hear everyone else talking and it's like a mosaic of people and they can interject and then they have to mute themselves. But if, if you hear someone back up in their chair, you can hear the screeching or you hear like a couple fighting in the background or someone's dog going nuts or someone making margaritas. So it's, I guess it's the same thing as an open mic. Uh, that just feels uh, really <laughs> weird. Uh, it's very funny because it's like, oh man, it's like I'm doing comedy and my cat's like on my shoulder trying to be like, hey, what are you doing? Are you talking about me? 
I just, uh, you know, we have a lot of uh, uh, bands on the show, and you know, they've been doing like oh, live, yeah. like live stream concerts and stuff like that. Which, uh, to me, I, I still think that's that's uh, got to be a little weird. But I feel it's like hard. doing like stand up comedy over a Zoom call just has to be. Yeah. Uh, I can't even imagine. It's mortifying, and you can't hear the laughs. <laughs> Yeah, so you don't know if your joke really falls flat or I not. I really, and I was too afraid to do any new material. So it's like I was doing material that I had done, you know. It was like beating a dead horse. I'm sitting here like, this is fucking terrible. So as soon as I found out that venues were open again, I was right on that. Uh, do you do any touring or do you mostly just do stuff around Florida? Uh, so before COVID happened, I had a lot of stuff booked elsewhere, but... I'm, you know, pretty scared to travel right now. I don't even want to get on a plane until I get the vaccine, to be honest. So I'm not leaving. Right. But um, I had some shows booked out in Oregon. I was going to do a show out in Portland. And then I was going to do a show at a venue called the Criterion Theater on the Oregon-California border um, that seated 800, which I was really excited about because, you know, three years into comedy, I was going to be able to do a room like that. That was going to be cool. And then COVID decided to come and fuck my whole life up. So that was fun. Were you going to be like opening for someone or was it? Yeah, I was going to be opening for my buddies who were filming um, an Amazon Prime special. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was really excited and uh, it got royally fucked. COVID was like, bite the pillow. I'm going in dry. <laughs> it was it was a fucking rough year. It's for like, oh my God. And then clubs closed for three months. It was... I had to go back to Starbucks for three months and it was just horrible. Are you still working Starbucks now? Too, no, or God, no? No. no. I worked there in high school and then I worked there just briefly because I didn't know what was going to happen with clubs and I needed insurance and I just, I didn't know what else to do um, because I have my insurance broker's license, but that's a hundred percent commission. And I needed something stable while clubs were closed. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. And, you know, it was a drive through and muscle memory came back because I'd worked there all throughout high school. And I was a cute little barista trainer for a little bit. It was awful going back, though, after so many years, because I'm an adult now and I got written up for not being enthusiastic enough. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that a real thing? I know. They're like, Sarah, we have to pull you aside. Come here. So they're like, so you got written up. It's like, why? And they were like, you just weren't enthusiastic enough over the drive through microphone. <laughs> I don't know what I can tell you. Well, it does make sense. because like uh, everything I had to get out of bed this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, Starbucks workers do seem to be rather... Uh, oh, it's because yeah. they cracked a whip in yeah. the back. That is, Everyone's like, oh, Starbucks is such a great company to work for. I'm like, no, it's not. Uh, well, Sarah, where can people find you online? Oh, gosh. They can find me on Sarah Bailey Comedy. They can find my website at www.strippercomic.com. You can find me on Facebook at Sarah Bailey. You can find me on Twitter at Stripper Comic. You can find my TikTok at Sarah Bailey Comedy. Everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, well, Sarah, thank you uh, for coming on. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, we will be right back on the Crash Report. Hang on. <laughs> Be sure to like and subscribe to the show to keep these guys from having to get real jobs. Back now to the motherfucking Crash Report.
All right. We are back on the crash port. I'm going to wrap everything up. Uh, Trent, I did want to ask you, though. Okay. We just got done with the interview with Sarah Bailey, the stripper comic. Have you ever been to a strip club? Did we talk about this on a uh, past podcast? I feel like we have. I don't know. I have never been to a strip club. Never been to a strip club ever? Nope. I used to go frequently. And ever since I had a kid, I uh, I just can't anymore. I think I've went to a strip club maybe once or twice mm-hmm. since having a kid. And I just feel so uncomfortable. I'm pretty sure we had this conversation before because I remember saying, like, if you had a daughter, this would be, like, way worse. <laughs> was that stripping or was that OnlyFans? I think we got into stripping because of the OnlyFans. I think that's what happened. Well, I used to have a good time at strip clubs back in the day. Mm-hmm. I remember this uh, one because I used to go, you know, you got to be like 21 to go into these places. And uh, I used to always just go in. I was like 18 or whatever. and didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's so lame now because it's like, God, was I that horny back then? <laughs> it's, but, a, it's a money thing for me, man. I just don't feel like wasting money at a uh, strip I did, club. You know, and I do remember you telling me that before. But I, uh, I remember this one time I went to a strip club because... You always go to the strip club in, in the hopes that, you know, especially when you're young, oh, maybe one of these strippers <laughs> will like me and they will break the rules uh-huh. if I'm getting a private dance or something. We can do a quickie or something. Right. And, uh, which, by the way, in that interview when she was talking about the guy's toupee falling off, <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, it would be so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now <laughs> there was this girl at the strip club, a dancer. And um, she uh, would, she stuck her hand in my athletic shorts. Oh. And, uh, yeah, it started uh, cranking it for me. Wow, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> hey. So I ended up like, <laughs> it was like 25 bucks a dance. I ended up dropping like $100. <laughs> it's like, well, God, I gotta, we got to finish what we started now. Right. <laughs> um, you know, but you always hope like, oh, you know, you'd see a girl and you're like, God, she's so hot. You know, maybe she'll like me or something. Maybe if I give her more money. She'll, and, of course, that's the whole point. I mean, I was, you know, 18, 19 years old or whatever. I'm surprised with your dry spell you haven't been tempted to go back. <laughs> no, I, 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 dude, I, like I said, I can't. I mean, having a kid, I get so uncomfortable now. I, I don't understand. I don't know if I will understand because I don't have a kid. But but also, I mean, good Lord, the, I'd have to go to, let's see, my options for strip clubs where I live, I would have to go to Akron, mm-hmm. Canton. Or Mansfield. Those would be like the closest places with strip clubs. Are any of them nice? I'm t- <laughs> well, Trent, you know the kind of girls that are in Akron and Canton. <laughs> Mansfield's no better. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, lots of, lots of uh, just scumbags. I think I have an old friend that was stripping in Akron at one point. I don't think she is anymore, but. there's uh, From time to time, there's uh, you can see that there's there's a girl that's Kind of put to real put together, kind of has their life together. Mm-hmm. But most of them, a lot of them were just fucking like crack whores or something. <laughs> there was one point, a uh, buddy of mine that uh, I would go to the strip clubs with, he uh, was talking to this girl and she was, <laughs> she actually lives probably 15 minutes from here. Yeah. She's a blind stripper. <laughs> a blind stripper. Yes. yes. <laughs> I've never heard of such a thing. <laughs> we just had the stripper comic on the show. Make sure you uh, check it out next week for the blind strip. <laughs> yeah. Get her here because uh, she's in person. 
because she lives right down the road. But uh, yeah, she's a blind stripper. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know how she does it. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how you climb the pole. Does, Without, she, does, does she come out on the stage with the with the cane? <laughs> wearing where, where the, gla- the, the the sunglasses with the fucking cane? <laughs> I mean, honestly, you got to think, yeah. She's just I'm, walking out there and just like just whacking the guys at the side of the stage on mistake, just like, oh, there's the pole. Okay, now I got this. It just seems so <laughs> awkward uh, to be a, a – it would be uncomfortable, I feel like, to be blind, to be a stripper because – what if you're giving a guy a dance? Mm-hmm. You know, one, you're going to have to figure out how to get into the back room. <laughs> but two, uh, I mean, what if what happens if the guy takes advantage of you? I mean, seriously, I'm not even trying to be funny. But what if what if somebody tries to take advantage of you? And what are you going to do? You can't see. I mean, is, is there like security like around those private rooms? Usually, uh, I, I I've never been there. I yeah, they're like standing outside. I mean, I guess if she started yelling, yeah, that's what I would assume. If she starts yelling, then the security guys know instantly. Boom! <laughs> I, I don't know. That, that just seems like a dangerous. I mean, I give her props though for doing that. Like she ain't holding. Like she doesn't let the blindness hold her back from doing what she wants. So, uh, Trent, I uh, think you told me you had some news to tell me or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I finally got a a date. You have a this, date. I have a date this week. Uh, what's the scoop with this girl? Uh, well, we met on Facebook dating, actually. Oh, did you? Yeah. So it's uh, it's fine. Something finally actually worked through these dating websites <laughs> after a long dry spell of it. So you've been on a alleged dry spell since July, you said. Yeah. Which I'm calling bullshit on that, by the way. Why is that? I think it's been longer than that. I've, I, I would tell you if it was longer than yes, that. Yes, but when I went back and was editing the episode, I realized that at first you were like, oh, it, God, it's been so long, i got to think about it. But then suddenly it was, oh, it was July. It was July. Almost like uh, you didn't want it to be seem as bad as it was. No. <laughs> so it's really been since July. So what is that, like seven, eight months now? Yeah. Are you planning on ending the dry spell this weekend? No. I mean, if... If she's up for it, sure, but it's just like I'm not expecting that. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Uh, man, I tell you what, it is the weirdest thing trying to set up a date during a pandemic because we're so limited. You know, what do you mean? I mean, every restaurant is open. Not, not everything. That some of them are just like carry out, like hey, you could order, but you can't be in there's, a restaurant. Yes, right but now. Trent, I've called you recently on the phone, and you're at a bar. I mean, there's places that are clearly open. It, trust me, it's just like one of those things where it's just like it felt way more complicated than what it had to be because we were trying to go, we were trying to find a Chinese spot, but it was like, man, we can't find anything that's just like, we could actually say like an actual restaurant, it's all just carry out. So it's like, you know what, fuck it, we'll just go to Target, let's get some Starbucks, walk around, maybe do some shopping. Just wow, <laughs> what a first date. <laughs> Ladies, I'm telling you, you got to uh, hit us up on social media at Crash Report Show. And uh, you can go on a date with Trent. He'll take you to fucking Target. <laughs> what a great first date. I mean, oh, look, just a simple coffee on a first date that you met online. It's like, I think that's a fine date. <laughs> Let's go get some coffee. I'll take you to Target. And then uh, you can have my dress bell for me, baby. <laughs> yeah, well, go get coffee. And then you can invite me over to your house for more coffee afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been talking to this girl? Surprisingly, like, we, she didn't, like, really hold back on anything. We talked for... Maybe two days. And oh, then, wow. And then she was like, hey, it's like, it's like I, was, I would love to go on a date with you. It's like, yeah, let's set something up. I'll have to, you'll have to show me a picture when we uh, wrap this up. Yeah. Let's see w- this girl. 
I, I'm curious, like you, you, I think you mentioned before, you don't like dating girls with kids or are you okay with it? I mean, you have a kid of your own. Well, I am not a kid person. If I had it my way, the only kid I would ever be around the rest of my life is mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know it's not a deal breaker. Uh, Cause I have a lot of guy friends that are just like, nope, if they have a kid, like, nope, that's a deal breaker. I, I'm not doing it. Well, I don't understand it. I think it depends. I mean, uh, you know, would I, would I want to play dad to another kid? Probably not, especially if they had a dad in the picture because that is um, – look, I mean, uh, if, if you – let's say you're a woman, you have a kid. If their dad is in the picture, the last thing you should ever be doing is ha- training that kid to think that they have two dads mm-hmm. and, and try to take the credit away from the actual dad that actually gives a shit and is in the picture. Mm-hmm. You know, I went, I, the uh, gym I go to, I do go to the gym, even though I'm crippled. Mm-hmm. But I do go to the gym and uh, I try to go very often, but it's, uh, I don't know, I need to go more often because it's. Trying to work that beer belly away. Yeah. <laughs> or that Taco Bell belly. I don't know which one. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Um, I did uh, max out the leg press. Hey, there you go. 405 pounds or something. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed that you were able to do that much, man. Maybe Trent and I should have a uh, a uh, competition at the gym. See who's who's truly stronger, the crippled guy or the very, <laughs> very skinny guy. <laughs> you might win because I don't really – I've never been like a big workout person. So, oh, Me neither. I just got bored during the pandemic. But yeah. anyways, the gym I go to, there's this guy that goes there and I was talking to him. And he told me that um, – I guess his uh, father was like a sack of shit. I think he would like beat his mom. He might have even beat him and his siblings too. But so his mom started dating somebody else. And I guess the, the guy at my gym asked his mom's new boyfriend. I mean, this is way back. This guy's probably 40 now. But he was like, hey, can I call you dad? And the guy was like, he's like, well, he goes, you know what? He's like, I love you like a son. And I will treat you like you are my child, but mm-hmm. no, you cannot call me dad. And he goes, uh, the guy at my gym's like, well, why not? And he was like, because I can't, uh, even though your biological dad is a piece of shit, uh-huh. I can't take that respect away from another man. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it's, you know, if the kid asks to call another guy dad, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, that's more understandable. But to just start training a kid to think somebody that they, this guy's her dad and this guy's her dad. They don't fucking understand. Right. I think it's kind of a maturity and a respect thing. If, if you go into that, it's like you should really try to be in, as mature and respectable as possible in that sense. Absolutely. But to answer your question, uh, no, kids are not a deal breaker for me. But anyways, does this girl have kids? Yeah, she has a kid. Uh, is it an older kid? Younger kid? Younger kid. I think she says like 14 months old, so young. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Little baby still. Right. Yeah. Barely walking. Walking like I do. Uh, wow Uh, good luck best of luck yeah thanks man if you do end your dry spell though (laughs) i should let you know i read an article today yeah that uh the risk of hpv related mouth or throat cancer is 4.3 times higher (laughs) if you have had 10 or more oral partners wow so trent i get that i have to ask have you went down on 10 or more girls in your life i I guess i'd have to say yeah (laughs) so i guess i'm at high risk huh (laughs) have you really yeah more than 10 yeah i don't think i'm i've I've slept with more than 10 girls but i don't think i've i've 
went down on 10 or more? I, w- I would have to think just – I would have to think I'd have to have more than 10 with my number. Well, the weird thing is uh, what is your number? It has to be probably like around – it's probably not that impressive, but probably like around 20 by now. Around 20. Yeah, like – Man, I got to get a bullshit sound effect here that I could play. Dude, like it's, I don't understand, guys. Like do ever, does everybody actually keep count? Because I kind of just stopped counting after like 13. I was like, all right. like I, don't I really do. I, I do. I, yeah, I mean, I, I know the number, I think. Yeah? <laughs> I think it's it's either 13 or 14. I'm not sure. Okay, because like literally like after like high school, like I kind of just stopped counting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Trent is such a stud. He's banging girls every week. I wish. <laughs> um He's so uh, irresistible. That's why he's been on a dry spell for so long. <laughs> um, now, see, the weird thing about me is I prefer, uh, t- I would rather take a stab at a girl's uh, chili bowl as opposed <laughs> to, to going to the usual spot, the enchanted forest, as we'll say. Dad, you, you've talked to, to me very openly and freely about that. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I, bo- both ways. I, I love doing it, and I love when it happens to me. And you've always, you're always like, dude, dude, you got to try it, dude. <laughs> I am telling you. The, the, I mean, there has been times where I would moan like a, like a woman does. Uh-huh. Because it felt so good. I'm telling you. Wow. It's so great. I'm always open-minded to trying stuff if I got the right partner. So I'm never going to take it off the table. Well, I thought it would, it was weird at first. I dated this girl a long time ago and... <laughs> She, I can't believe she asked me the question because it was such a fucking weird thing to like say out loud. But she looked at me one time. I think we had just got done banging and she was like, I don't even know if I could say it with a straight face. She's like, she goes, she looks at me dead, dead in the eye and she's like dead ass serious. She's like, when are you going to let me play with your ass? And I was like, I don't know because I will... uh Take a uh, tongue down there anytime. Uh huh. When it comes to a finger, hell no. Okay. Not a chance because I uh, I know what it feels like. Uh, I know why girls are always so. You know how girls sometimes you got to like talk them into anal after you know it takes a while for them to to warm up to the idea of it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I had to ride this, uh, the special ed bus. Okay. Cause I had like, I also had like an electric wheelchair or whatever. Oh, okay. And so the, you know, I had to lift and there was a guy on the bus who would always tell me these stories mm-hmm. about, you know, he's wild. So he'd bring me cigarettes and he would tell me these stories about <laughs> going down on girls and this, this uh-huh. whole bit. <laughs> And he was telling me this one time he was going down on a girl and she uh, inserted a toy mm-hmm. in him. Oh, fuck. And he looks at me and he goes, you know, he goes, it felt pretty fucking good. <laughs> was this a surprise or was he like, oh, okay. Yeah, you could, you could do that. <laughs> no, no, no. He didn't know. He was just going down on her and she shoves this thing <laughs> oh, into him. Shit. <laughs> so I get home that night and I'm like, fuck, I got I to gotta know how this feels. <laughs> I had no, I, I, obviously I don't have a fucking, you know, dildo laying around my house. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, here's a fucking drumstick. <laughs> and I just shoved this drumstick up my ass. 
I mean, yeah, drumstick's probably, yeah, it's probably about as at least as wide as a finger. I'm well, <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. I've had fingers up there. It fucking hurts. Well, did you lube up the drumstick? What? Did you lube up the drumstick? Oh, hell no. Oh, well, see, I maybe if you lubed it up, it might have been a little different. Oh, I know, but I mean, <laughs> dude, I was living at home. I mean, what, what am I supposed to do? What, my mom's going to come in my room and see a fucking lubed up drumstick laying on my floor. <laughs> I hope your mom's not listening to the podcast. Oh, I'm sure she already fucking knows. She yeah. already, there's so many stories. <laughs> um, I do have a great oral story. Let's, I don't know if, uh, yeah, I'll make it quick because I, I don't know how these okay. fucking cameras really restrict the show. I know, man. It's a um, shame. Anyways, yes, I, uh, when I was in high school, I got banned from the elevator. I went to a two, uh, I think the high school I went to was like two stories. Okay. So we would take the elevator and, um, yeah, I got banned from the elevator. It was my sophomore year, a permanent ban, because I was going down while we were going up. <laughs> and I don't know what happened. I don't know how we got caught. Uh-huh. I don't think there was a camera in the elevator. I, I guess, I don't know. I don't know what happened. That's insane. <laughs> well, I, I think uh, the story had kind of gone around that day mm-hmm. of what had happened, because I remember we were sitting in science class, and uh, this kid that was in my class, he was like, hey, he goes, Logan, tell tell the teacher mm-hmm. what you did in the elevator this morning. And I was <laughs> like, oh, that, you know, oh, just, <laughs> no. just, just messing around, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the day, uh, my girlfriend at the time and I were walking to the elevator, and here comes the fucking principal. I mean, she is like sprinting down the hallway. Oh, oh shit. You know you're in fucking control if, if, if a teacher or a principal is sprinting. <laughs> oh, well, and here's the thing with my principal. She was a very nice woman, but it was extremely hard to take her seriously because she was just a little, uh, very nice woman, a wonderful person, but just mm-hmm. a little goofy. Okay. Like she would drive to school on her fucking moped every day. I shit you not. She drove a moped. <laughs> And uh, she was so passionate about the school mm-hmm. and the, the team. She had such great team spirit. And then the one time they were at some rally or something, or some homecoming, I don't know what it was. But anyway, she got ran over by a fucking car. What? So, yeah, she was just uh, very difficult to take seriously. She was like super stern, but she was so goofy, unintentionally goofy. Huh. It was hard to take her seriously. But she comes sprinting down the hallway. And she's like, stop, stop. You know, she's waving her hand. She's like, you can't go in there. We know what you did. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And the, the craziest part of the whole story is that uh, I never got a call to my, there was never a call put into to home. Wow. And I was under the age of 18 at the time. Uh-huh. I was probably 16 years old. And uh, yeah, they never called my mother. That is so weird. I did end up telling my mom <laughs> after I had moved out and I couldn't get any sort of punishment for it. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, so. So what was your, so wait, what was your punishment for just, you just can't ride the elevator anymore? Uh, yeah, which, you know, in hindsight is a little weird to tell the disabled kid, oh, you can't be in the elevator. (laughs) But I I think she was implying that I can't be there with the girl, you know, had to be solo. Dude, I don't, your high school must be like real lean. I feel like I would have been like expelled (laughs) for that. Yeah, they were pretty laxed about the whole thing. Yeah, my high school, no, that, 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 no, they, nothing flies in that school. <laughs> well, needless to say, I did have a lot of fun in, in high school. I mean, we used to fuck around the elevator, whether it was that kind of, that kind of thing or. I, I, there was, it was like the staircase, like on the far side of the school for me. <laughs> oh, that's where all the shit went down? Well, I, yeah, there's like only, only one girl, like on some mornings, like, like I would reach into her pants, she'd reach into mine. <laughs> yeah, that's how things would go over I there. I used to, the, that same girl, the elevator girl. 
uh, we'd be, I would drive her to school cause I had my license and she didn't. And, uh, you know, we'd be like playing with each other on the way to school uh-huh. and God, I had to look like such a jackass when I went to first period because <laughs> I, I was so fascinated because I, that was the first girl I ever started doing anything with. Uh-huh. So I'm sitting there like sniffing my fingers in the classroom. <laughs> I had to look like such a fucking jackass. <laughs> you didn't wash your hands before uh, class started? Just oh, like, hell no. Dude, I wanted that smell. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's always so funny. This guy used to know used to do this little prank on me. Not even a prank. It's stupid. But he did. did, did you ever ask like the boys like, "Hey, smell my finger?" <laughs> well, this this guy would come up to me and he'd put his fingers up to his nose and he'd sniff them and he'd put them up to mine. And he'd be like, "Do you know her?" <laughs> so stupid. Uh, anyways, uh, all right. You can uh, check out our YouTube channel, uh, the Crash Report. Uh, for show highlights, full interviews, and all that kind of stuff, you can listen to the show everywhere you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, uh, pretty much anywhere else. Uh, Trent, any final words? Uh, no, just thanks for listening. Hope to see you back next week. And, yeah, go follow us on YouTube and stuff. Yes, and also go uh, check out Trent's YouTube channel, Coral Gaming, K-O-R-L Gaming. Uh, it's the one with more subscribers. Correct. Uh, but, yes, thank you for listening. Uh, We will be back next week for episode number eight. It's the Crash Report. See ya. We'll see you next time on the Crash Report. While you wait, make sure to like and subscribe to the show, damn it. Thanks for listening.